Hello. Welcome to 2018. I'll be serving you. My name is Andy. Andy Jekwano. It's hyphenated, because my parents were quite progressive. When I said that I'd be serving you, that was a joke. I was pretending to be a waiter in a restaurant. Did you get that? I guess it was more of a reference than a joke, like in Family Guy. Oh I forgot to mention that this is Storytime at the Ape's Nest, and I'm your host Andy, Andy Jetguano. We have a story from a first timer today, it's very poignant, which is a new emotion for us, we hope, before this podcast ends, to hit all the emotions. So here we are, one step closer to our goal, progress is the foundation of the American dream. The story is by Megan Masterman and it's called Dream Clowns. Take it away, Megan. In my dreams, there are always clowns. And worse, I'm always living back at a roadside motel. Now, I live with a girl who thinks she loves me. One day I know she'll find out she doesn't anymore or never did and I'll be back with my motels. Maybe that's why I see one in my dreams. Or maybe some psych major would like to tell me that dreams are just chemicals that get traffic jammed inside your neurons or whatever. The motel in question is along the westbound lane, which is the hopeful side of things. Golden California is an American dream that people still believe. There's not just one dream clown in my dreams about clowns, and I never know who they really are. But before they arrive, I have a sense that something is missing. When they show up, I'm afraid. But let me tell you about the time when there was a clown I might have known from my waking life. It was in that dream that I got closest to true understanding. But of course, I didn't quite glean it right. The clown was a lady. No seltzer came out of her flowers. She didn't honk a horn in my ear. She was a real lady. She dressed funny, but not like a full-blown clown. Her skirt was olive green, which is hardly garish. And around her neck were rows of yellow beads. She had on white shoes, knee highs, and a blossom hat that was rendered unyouthful and non-nostalgic by its color, which was black, and so were the flowers attached to the hat. I turned over toward the window, and she was sitting on the dresser, prim, straight-backed with ankles crossed. The dresser was flimsy, but didn't collapse beneath her. I wondered for a second if she was a ghost, weightless, and immortal. She answered part of my question by crossing the room, climbing on top of me, and choking me with very strong hands. It was a real choke, but not hard enough to cut off all my breathing. I could tell she meant only to scare me. And I got a little sad, as it makes me feel special to think that someone would be willing to spend the rest of their life in jail just to end little old me. When she was done, she said hello, and we went out to breakfast together. We walked along the strip of concrete past the identical blue doors of other rooms. She sat across from me. No one reacted to the fact that a clown was there. She had a mini box of raisin bran dashed with nothing. I was surprised she eats. Her name was Kaloon. I could see her face clearly and the bumps beneath the grease paint. For a second, I thought I knew her. She looked like someone I disappointed once, but I couldn't place her. Even in my dreams, I couldn't keep track of everyone I've disappointed. Even in dreams, I disappoint people, so what the hell are dreams for? After eating, I went back and lied down in my bed. She followed. Did we go to high school together, I asked. This might have provoked her because it's a perfectly innocent sentence that's got a point like a hat pin. There's something truly horrible about meeting someone you went to high school with but haven't seen since. I thought maybe she'd start choking me again. 
I thought maybe there was something about no good men lying in bed that made her violent. So I left the room and wandered into the parking lot. Sure enough, she followed. I leaned against a car that wasn't mine. Her grease paint looked melty. I wondered if I'd fall in love with her. She stood there looking at me until I couldn't hold a smile anymore. Then she talked. We're going somewhere, she said. We walked to the empty pool, which had a sign that said it was closed for the season. But it was already summer, judging by the dream's heat. Maybe it was her old lady clothes, but she seemed like an introspective clown, and so I felt like listening to her when she pointed to the ATV trail. I followed her. Out there the soil was all red. There was a reddish tint to all the growing grass. The wood was mostly pine, but unhealthy. Who knows what it sucks up from this cursed land? I didn't hear any birds. Her walk was unhurried and confident. She never stumbled in her white clown shoes. The trail dipped down. The land got wetter. Red mud, red ruts of mud, and red puddle water. It must have rained there, buckets of it, shortly before I arrived in this place that was not a place. We veered off the trail and cut through the bush. There were, of all things, wildflowers. Where are you taking me? I asked. This is a dream. It can't hurt you, she said. Except that it can, I thought. There's more than one way to wound. Most of the ways people can mess you up have nothing to do with your body. When someone sees someone in a wheelchair, they know to feel bad. But if you get mangled another way, no one knows. You have to tell them. Down another slope, there was a swamp. A little circular swamp, and I knew that it flooded every spring and things washed into it. And then it would dry on late summer days like today, and the things wouldn't go anywhere, just stack. Almost camouflaged into the green pond scum was another Kaloon. My Kaloon pushed me, hands between shoulder blades down to the edge of the water. I could see one shoe of the other Kaloon one white shoe and one black sock and the face in the water and the arms not moving. Nothing moving except the bugs skittering across the surface. Was she part of your act? I asked, imagining two Kaloons standing on opposite sides of a circus ring, one throwing bowling pins to the other until one disappeared and the bowling pins clattered and the crowd booed. No, that's me. I'm there in the swamp. She pointed to the far edge of the pond where something shiny, black, and bumpy lay. I squatted at the swamp's edge, careful not to let the water touch my shoes, because the water was tarnished with death. There was a man with a motorcycle in there. Is that my motorcycle? I asked. It was. Do you remember when you had it? I did. It was the motorcycle I had used to run away, after I quit my last job and my last serious girlfriend. Yes, you did run away on it, she said. You're in there. You're in the swamp. She let it sit for a moment. You know what I mean. Do I know you? Yes, you know me. And you know what I'm trying to tell you, what the motorcycle and you running away and me are all together. And this is a swamp and you know who I am. She was wrong. I never met her. I'm sure now. And then I woke up and I was in another motel and there was no Kaloon and no swamp. I went east and veered south without meaning to. And I met a girl who's lonely and sits in dive bars. Her house was kept very spacious by her good hospital job and being lonely made her very susceptible to me. So I moved in with her. Only she's still lonely because a man like me isn't what she needs, and she's too lonely to know it, and that's why we have each other. At night, I dream of other clowns, but they never tell me anything. We never leave the motel, and they never tell me anything, and I never get better, and I never learn. Some nights, I wish Kaloon would come back, but most nights I don't, and I fall asleep with the TV on, and when I wake up, it's still on. Thanks, Megden. That left me with many feelings I have to process now. That makes it great literature. I can tell because crummy literature only leaves me with a single emotion, and that's horniness. 
Hey guess what, there's a new story time at the Apes Nest Live coming up. It's on Saturday February 10th, at the Dorchester Art Project. It's gonna be a slammer jammer, a real slammer jammer. I hope you can make it. Today's music is by Horsewind. You can check it out on horsewind.bandcamp.com. Goodbye, this is Andy Jet Guano signing off. Smell ya later. Just kidding. I lost my sense of smell thanks to a debilitating stroke.